Hello, welcome to our podcast on A Course in Miracles. Today we're going to read something out of the supplement called Song of Prayer, and this is titled True Prayer. Right. Prayer is a way offered by the Holy Spirit to reach God. It is not merely a question or an entreaty. It cannot succeed until you realize that it asks for nothing. How else could it serve its purpose? It is possible to pray for idols and hope to... It is impossible to pray for idols and hope to reach God. True prayer must avoid the pitfall of asking to entreat. Ask rather to receive what is already given, to accept what is already there. Wow, that's a powerful, powerful paragraph. So this notion that we pray to get stuff, Mm -hmm. this is saying that's not as high of a form of prayer as praying for what you already have. So that it's, wouldn't you say that's more of a prayer of gratitude? Yeah, to receive what is already given, that you're not receiving, you you should pray to receive it. Maybe maybe it's, yeah, whatever you ask for is already given, but you're not receiving it. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, I think that's a good point. Mm -hmm. You may not have received it. You have been told to ask the Holy Spirit for the answer to any specific problem, and that you will receive a specific answer if such is your need. Yes, you have also been told that there is only one problem and one answer. In prayer, this is not contradictory. Okay, so the the one problem and the one answer is that we perceive a separation between ourselves and our source. And it says that that's impossible. You wouldn't even exist if you we're separated from your source. So it's, it says, well, let me recognize the problem so it can be solved, which is the separation. And then it says, well, let me recognize my problem's already been solved. And it says, it's not possible to be separate from God, from your creator. Mm-hmm. So that's the one problem and the one answer. It's already solved. So we should pray for our ability to accept that. Yeah, because I think when we perceive needs, unmet needs, then it's like it says, uh, the needs have already been met, but we're not aware of it, Mm -hmm. so we haven't received it. So everything God gives is for meeting all of our needs, and that's already been given, like you say, mm-hmm. but we haven't received it because we have some some block. So really the true prayer is to be free of the block from receiving. Mm. There are decisions to make here, and they must be made whether they, are, they be illusions or not. You cannot be asked to accept answers which are beyond the level of need that you can recognize. Therefore, it is not the form of the question that matters, nor how it is asked. The form of the answer, if given by God, will suit your need as you see it. 
This is merely an echo of the reply of his voice. The real sound is always a song of thanksgiving and of love. Okay, so then prayer is a form of expressing your gratitude and your your love for your creator and acknowledging that all your needs are provided for in whatever form that is. Like you may perceive a need that's a very physical need, you know, like uh, I need a new car or I need a place to live or, um, you know, something really basic. And it's saying, well, those things are provided as well. And you have to see that the needs are met and have the gratitude and have the thanksgiving for for the fact that those needs are met at that level, mm-hmm. that form. You cannot then ask for the echo. It is the song that is the gift. Along with it come the overtones, the harmonics, the echoes, but these are secondary. In true prayer, you hear only the song. All the rest is merely added. You have sought first the kingdom of heaven, and all else has indeed been given you. The secret of true prayer is to forget the things you think you need. To ask for the specific is much the same as to look on sin and then forgive it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... I mean, to look on sin and then forgive it is first making the sin real Mm. and then trying to get rid of it, you know? So rather than seeing that there was no sin and that that you're already forgiven. Mm -hmm. So I think if you apply that to the needs, then what's that line that says don't ask for... The secret of true prayer is to forget the things you think you need. Okay, to forget the things you think you need. Why is that? Because they're already provided. Now, and if it's not showing up in your experience, then you're blocking it somehow. Mm-hmm. So, so you have to always recognize that your creator provides your needs. Mm-hmm. And there are no needs. And if there's a lack, then you have to process out that thought of lack. Mm. Just like if there's an error that needs to be forgiven, I mean, you, you do have to stop making the error, you know? So the, the lack is not real. So that's partly the correction of the lack, is seeing that you've projected the lack. It's not coming from God's side, it's coming from some thought you have in yourself Mm. that's blocking it. So in prayer you overlook your specific needs as you see them and let them go into God's hands. There they become your gifts to him for they tell him that you would have no gods before him, no love but his. What could his answer be but your remembrance of him? Can this be traded for a bit of trifling advice about a problem of an instant's duration? God answers only for eternity. 
but still all little answers are contained in this. Hmm, is. What do you think of that? Um, what could his answer be but your remembrance of him? Well, for me, it's like whatever the problem is or whatever the need is, your first um, response to that is gratitude to your creator that the need has already been provided for. Mm. Okay, even if it hasn't shown up yet, whatever that is, what's going to make it show up is not focusing on the fact you don't have it. Okay. Like, that's what a need is. You, you think you need something that you don't have, right? That's mm. what makes it a need. Okay, so it says when you focus on that, it, it's not true prayer. What true prayer is, is focusing on the source of what provides for that as though it's already provided for. So having gratitude that it's already provided for. Yeah, exactly. Prayer is a stepping aside, a letting go, a quiet time of listening and loving. It should not be confused with supplication of any kind because it is a way of remembering your holiness. Why should holiness entreat being fully entitled to everything love has to offer? And it is to love you go in prayer. Prayer is an offering, a giving up of yourself to be at one with love. There is nothing to ask because there is nothing left to want. That nothingness becomes the altar of God. It disappears in him. Then it says, this is not the level of prayer that everyone can attain as yet. Yeah, yeah, right. So, but in other words, you should give thanks that what, what your request is already is solved, is already handled. Right. It's like when we keep the gratitude journal mm -hmm. and we say, well, I'm grateful for yeah. one, two, three. But then on the other side, you, you write, I'm grateful. I'm so happy and grateful. I now have. And then... It, whatever that is that you need to manifest that mm -hmm. maybe has not manifested mm -hmm. yet. So this is similar. It's like not... It, entreaty is when you're asking for something you don't have. Yeah. So this is saying, well, you've made a mistake in thinking that you don't have what you need. Mm -hmm. That's a mistake. Mm -hmm. So if you're asking out of entreaty, you fall into that mistake. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't have X, and I, I'm asking God to give it. Well, God's already given it, but you haven't received it. So you have to, you have to thank the Creator for providing that which you thought you, you needed. Thought you needed. Yeah. Right. Even if you think you don't have it. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. So I know, this, and this is really going to blow people's minds mm -hmm. because, you know, a lot of people think, well, when you don't have something and you pray to God to have it, or, or if somebody's sick, you say, well, I'm going to pray for, to God for you to get well. Well, their true self is already well. So praying to God to be over the fear of, whatever it is around the sickness. Mm. 
but the health is yeah. already provided. Oh, this is not a level of prayer that everyone can attain as yet. Those who have not reached it still need your help in prayer because their asking is not yet based on acceptance. Mm -hmm. They, they have to. We have to help people um, with acceptance. Yeah. Help, help in prayer does not mean that another <clears throat> mediates between you and God, but it does mean that another stands beside you and helps to raise you up to him. One who has realized the goodness of God prays without fear. And one who prays without fear cannot but reach him. Yeah, okay. So usually when we're asking God to provide something that we don't think we have, there's an element of fear in there too. Mm. We have a sense of lack. We have a sense of not having fear you're not going to get better and then accompanied with that is the fear you know if it's something mm -hmm. we think we need and we don't have it then we're going to be afraid like if we we need x amount of money to pay our rent and on the last of the month we don't have the money we have fear yeah so uh, this this is something we have to handle. It's, it's like a faith that everything is provided and there's no lack. Mm. And if, it's, if there is a lack, then we don't have faith. Because mm. faith would, would be the right energy with our Creator that the need has already been fulfilled or we're we're pray, giving praise and thanksgiving that all our needs are met by our source our creator and there's no lack mm. so there's nothing really to ask for i know this is a subtle thing and it's very deep and it kind of can blow your mind but then it says some people aren't ready for that so they need to ask for things and you need to support them in your prayer that all their needs have already been provided for. We have to help them yeah. with that. So you stand beside them and help them overcome their fear mm -hmm. of lack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Praying to Christ in anyone is true prayer because it is a gift of thanks to his Father. To ask that Christ be but himself is not an entreaty. It is a song of thanksgiving for what you are. Herein lies the power of prayer. It asks nothing and receives everything. This prayer can be shared because it receives for everyone. To pray with one who knows that this is true is to be answered. Perhaps the specific form of resolution for a specific problem will occur to either of you. It does not matter which. Perhaps it will reach both. If you are genuinely attuned to one another, it will come because you have realized that Christ is in both of you. That is the, that is its only truth. Okay, so and if, if you have a friend or someone who's got a problem, or you know, in this in this uh, COVID nineteen time some of our friends have family members who are sick right mm -hmm. so and we say well we're gonna 
we're going to pray for you and them. So this is describing what that can look like. So can you just read it again? Um, that praying to Christ in anyone is true prayer because it is a gift of thanks to his Father. To ask that Christ be but himself is not an entreaty. It is a song of thanksgiving for what you are. Herein lies the power of prayer. Okay, so then any friend we have who has a need, you're praying to the Christ in them that all their needs are already met. Mm. Even if they don't see it. Do you, do you know, yeah. like, if their family member is sick and you're praying, maybe you don't even know that family member, but your friend, you know your friend. So you're praying to the Christ in your friend that that family member of theirs is well. That their their needs are met, their health needs are met, their their fear is being uh, transmuted, dissolved. So you're praying with your friend who is the Christ and uh, hoping that they see they are the Christ and that when they see they are the Christ, then they're transcending their own fear about their family member being sick. Mm. Yeah, we should say that to yeah. our friend in yeah, Georgia. Yeah, or our friend in uh, Latvia whose mother is ill. Mm -hmm. You know, our friend in Georgia whose wife is in the hospital. You know, there's a lot of things people fall into crisis, you know. Mm -hmm. So prayer is needed in crisis. And the first, this first impulse in a crisis is you want to pray for something like that's not there. You want to pray for a solution that's not there. Or you think it's not there. But this is saying you pray for the one thing which is your connection to your source and that should be a prayer of thanksgiving and that should be a faith that all your needs are already met, whatever that is. Yeah, here it says asking out of need always involves feelings of weakness yeah. and inadequacy and could never be made by a son of God who knows who he is. Okay, well read that again. Um, well, I jumped ahead here. Yeah, but that's okay. What is that line again? Uh, asking out of need always involves feelings of weakness and inadequacy. Yeah, right. It could never be made by a son of God who knows who he is. Okay. So in the case of our friends whose family members are sick, we're praying that they see that healing is provided. Mm. They're not coming from inadequacy or lack or need. And we... No one then who is sure of his identity could pray in these forms. Yet it is also true that no one who is uncertain of his identity can avoid praying in this way. And prayer is a continual as, is as continual as life. Everyone prays without see, ceasing. Ask and you have received, for you have established what it is you want. Hmm, okay. Well, I think we also have to see the different levels. You know, the, 
the level of spirit, which the Course says we are, I am spirit, has no needs, no needs as far as physical things, you know? So, what I'm getting out of this that we're sharing is that down in the level of the body, uh, we do have needs, you know? But this is asking us to shift our focus into the level of the spirit where there are no needs and everything is provided. And then in that, in that joy, in that uh, liberation, if there are physical needs we have, they're going to be provided for because we're in a vibration that attracts whatever that thing is that we need. Mm, okay. So if we're, if we're not in thanksgiving, praise, gratitude, we're, we're in fear. And fear does not even attract what we need, even if it's a physical need. So, so this says, well, your first response in prayer is one of praise and gratitude for your creator. Well, that's at the level of spirit where there are no needs. But that puts you in a higher frequency that even if there are lower level needs, they're going to be met because your frequency will attract them. Mm, that's good. That's, that's pure Esther Hicks right yeah. there, you know. Here it says it's also possible to reach a higher form of asking out of need, for in this world prayer is reparative, and so it must entail levels of learning. Mm -hmm. Here the asking may be addressed to God in honest belief though not yet with understanding. A vague and usually unstable sense of identification has generally been reached, but tends to be blurred by a deep-rooted sense of sin. It is possible at this level to continue to ask for things of this world in various forms, and it is also possible to ask for gifts such as honesty or goodness, and particularly for forgiveness for the many sources of guilt that inevitably underlie any prayer of need. Yeah, okay. So those are very functional needs. Um, honesty, innocence, um, greater sense of, of security, you know, all that stuff. So those are needs that you can ask for. And it says that those are somewhat of a lower level, but it's almost impossible to be in this dimension and not have something that you need to, that you need. So it says start with that. Start with asking for honesty, faith, those, those types of things that aren't physical. Here it says, without guilt there is no and scarcity. Innocence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so prayer to be free of guilt is mm -hmm. um, the true prayer, you know, at that level. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're, if you're praying at the level of the Christ, that you wouldn't be asking to be freed from your guilt because you wouldn't have any. Mm -hmm. You know, but when you're not that clear, 
you may have some guilt. Well, that's that would be the first thing you want to pray to be freed from. Because the guilt is is pulling in other consequences. Sickness, lack, you know, uh, whatever it is. Breakdown in relationships, anger, so forth. All the things that guilt pulls in because guilt demands punishment. Mm -hmm. You know, like you want to pray to be free of the guilt that attracted the lack in the first place. So are we getting clear about prayer? Um, There's more here. I don't know if I should... Well, read one more paragraph. Um, Let it never be forgotten that prayer at any level is always for yourself. If you unite with anyone in prayer, you make him part of you. Yeah. The enemy is you, as is the Christ. Before it can become holy, then, prayer becomes a choice. You do not choose for another. You can but choose for yourself. Pray truly for your enemies, for herein lies your own salvation. Forgive them for your sins, and you will be forgiven indeed. Okay, so any problem you have, or your friend has, it's still you're praying for yourself. Mm. You know, they're a part of you, you're a part of them. So when somebody comes to us with a problem or they have a family member who's sick and we say, well, we'll pray for you. Well, what does that mean? That means that we're connecting that your problem is our problem. We're ending the separation and saying, well, I'm going to pray about this situation, but I'm going to pray to clean it up in myself. You know, and this is like um, in Ho'oponopono, Haleakala would always say, well, I'm doing the cleaning. Like, I'm going to these places and meeting all these people, but it's my cleaning that I'm doing. It's my forgiveness process that I'm doing. So it may look like your problem, but it's really my problem that I'm cleaning up in myself. So when you say you're praying for another, that that's true, but you're praying for this problem to be resolved in yourself. Yeah, well, there's a whole ne- next section is called praying for others. Yeah, we can do okay. that tomorrow. Yeah, why don't we do that tomorrow? Mm-hmm. So this will be an ongoing uh, commentary on prayer. Right. Okay? Good. So I think that was enough for today. Yeah.